Welcome to the teaching ministry of the man of God, Kelvin Elsin Gadsen. Be ready to receive deep insight into the mysteries of Christ and be equipped in your inner mind to reign in glory in life. Lord Jesus, thank you for bringing me unto the end of last week and for beginning with me a new week, a week filled with your glory. Lord, I am open to your word. Grace me with yourself. Impute into me the ordinances of your voice. And I will forever be grateful unto you. It's not by might. It's not by power. By my spirit, sin. it's not by might, it's not by might, it's not by power, by my spirit, by my spirit, the Lord. this mountain. Has been removed. This mountain has been removed. By my spirit. By by my spirit, it's not by it's not by by my spirit.
Open your lips and thank God for divine expression. Give Him praise for divine expression. Give Him praise for the excellence. Give Him praise for His presence. Give Him praise for He took a seat. Give Him praise. Worship Him. Thank Him that the mountains were moved. Brother, speak like you understand what you are talking about. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Oh, thank you for his gracious love. Thank you for his unflinching favor. Thank him that the undeserved received. Thank him that many got born again on that day. Thank him that many were elevated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life. Thank him. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. We can only be grateful unto the Lord. For his gracious love befell us on that good day. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him, brother. Thank him. Give him praise, brother. For it's not a shame to call you a brother. Don't stand like you do not know what you are talking about. Give him praise with joy. Give him praise. You cannot worship with sadness. Give him praise with joy. Thank him that the mountains were moved away. Thank him that the hills fell. Thank him that the crooked became straight. Thank him that the valleys were lifted up. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Give him praise. Thank him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me, let me tell you something, church. The best prayer to pray is to give the Lord a praise and worship Him. You know, we, we've come to a level where Africans believe in two prayers. The prayer where you are asking God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And the prayer where you are telling the devil to release something for you. Hear this. Hear me. Anytime you hear a prayer topic, hear this very well. That says, pray that anything that has been delayed by darkness, that anything of yours being held by the devil, that anything of yours that demons are holding should be released unto you. That is stupidity. That's not a prayer for a believer. It's a prayer for those worshiping the devil, telling him, okay, oh dear, a yeah, mommy, baby. Bargaining with him, thank you, love. Bargaining with the devil. That's not a prayer for the believer. But when I introduce such prayer, you will see people, here, right now. When we say thank God and worship him, you are lost. 
Watch your neighbor. Say neighbor. You are a son of God. Pray like one. Hallelujah. You know, such prayer, such prayer is a prayer for the sons of the devil. They are going to their father to request for what is this that their father is holding. Now see the difference. The God we serve said everything that pertains to life and godliness I have released unto you. Are you catching the difference? So we cannot go and tell the devil what you are. I command you to release my blessing. Nonsense. How can the devil hold on to my blessing? In what capacity? You see, the Zoe message is too strong. It's too strong. It gives no reverence to the devil. Give no reverence to impossibility. Uh, the only thing the message talks about is the greatness God has installed and imbibed in you. And he says, come out and confirm it by manifestation. It will be a crime for you to live a subsettled life as a Zoe member. It's not a sin, it's a crime. And you, you, you are indicting the status of God. When I say Zoe message, it means the eternal life message. Are you hearing me? You are born into a new era. You cannot mistake your identity. So when we say thank God, you know that, hey, what people are begging the devil for, God has released unto me. Are you catching up? It, God has already released unto you. Don't sit back. Watch your neighbor. Tell him, neighbor, it's an error to sit back. Don't sit back. Move on by the power of the Holy Ghost. Move on. Move on, brother. We've got to move on. We are empowered to move on, not to stay back, not to move back. We are empowered to what? Move on. Tell your brother one more time again. Say, brother, move on. Whether I say he, she is a brother. Say, brother, move on. Don't lay back. Don't lay back. Move on. No, there, there is no backtracking in God. There, there is no backtracking. No backtracking in God. Hallelujah. No backtracking in God. And there is only one thing that makes you not backtrack. Only one. Righteousness. Righteousness. Am I permitted to split righteousness for you this morning? Am I permitted? Okay, keep, keep, keep your message in. The, the hands of the anointed one. 
or the hands of the anointed. The hands of the anointed. The hands of the anointed one. Let's, let, let's split righteousness clearly. Job 29 verse 14. Job chapter 29 verse number 14. The way it says, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a thurban. Now watch this. It says, I put on. Is somebody hearing this? I put on. Who puts on? Do what? Put on. Righteousness. That, that's in the days of the old. In the days of the new, we are clothed with Christ. Catch up. In the old, you need to look for righteousness and put it on. In the new, our salvation Christ comes in and clothes you with himself. How many people understand what I just said? This is where the calamity is. People think, okay, in the old, they have to work on struggling to be righteous now. Christ clothes us with righteousness, so we are righteous. I did not do anything. God made me righteous. You did something, but you do not know you repented. God did not repent for you. The message of the devil is so easy, is so is palatable, is sweet. And it's attractive, but don't be attracted by it. You repented. Jesus did not repent for you. You repented on your own. Are you hearing this? And, and, and by that nature, whilst you saw you repented in your heart, he clothes you. But Job had to look for how to clothe himself. Are you here? Let's understand what Jesus says. Turn with me to the book of Mark chapter 9. And we are beginning from 42 to verse 50. 42 to 50. Have you penned it down? Hear the words of Jesus. He says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it will be better for him if a great milestone were hung around his neck. It's too much. And he were thrown into the sea. Watch this. Not you sinning, but causing another one to sin. This is the weight Jesus is pronouncing on you. It's more than a curse. There is no curse that can curse you like this. It's more than a curse. He says, as you cause someone to sin, there is a weight that comes upon you. A weight that your neck cannot bear. A weight, when it says your neck, we use our neck to carry. Our head doesn't carry. Maybe you do not know. One kofu. kofu. The Lord will be on your head. But the weight is on your neck. I think you understand this principle more than anybody. Structure engineers. The weight is on your neck. 
but the load is on your head. So what Jesus means is that the weights that will come upon you, now this weight doesn't come upon your body, it comes upon your spirit. You can obey it. But thanks be to God, we are not in that rhythm. Oh, thanks be to God, we are different. Hallelujah. He, he goes ahead, verse 43. He says, And if your hand causes you to sin, he says what? He says what? If your hands causes you to sin, cut it off. Therefore, if my wife causes me to sin, I must divorce her. You must understand these principles. You know, let, let me speak to believers. You know, there are people in marriage, they are not ready to move after their wives. But Nigeria to prune him. Close the door. And the man is also suffering into an amanitwatia. So when he gets anywhere where there is any empty don't be a causative agent to your husband. Men do likewise. All the money you receive at work, you spend it somewhere and give the little to your wife. And another man is always approaching with cash. Don't be a devil to your wife. That's not the message for today. Another day. He says, if your hand causes you to sin, he did not say hang it. He said, do what? Cut it off. So you to watch me. If your friend causes you to sin, cut him off. Some of your friends will not discuss the gospel. They will not discuss work. They will not discuss anything. They only discuss boyfriend, girlfriend. Cut him off. I'm talking about the anointed. What do you do? Cut him off. Why? Jesus, Jesus continues. He says, it is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell. The unquenchable fire. Those of you who have believed in this foolish message of the devil called grace, that you think sins can take you to heaven, read this. Leave it there. I'll amplify it for you. Jesus says sins will take you to hell. This is not Kelvin. It's not Benny Him. Not A. Allen. This is Jesus. Who is he? God. He says sin will take you away. When we stand here and we are preaching and we are preaching on dynamically how to be a son of God, people do not understand. After service, many come, many meet. Hey, Papa, wait here. Hey, Papa, wait here. Yeah, meet here. It's not my word. Somebody has given it to us. We must take it or leave it. This is what Jesus says. He says, sin will take you. I will leave the scripture there for like five minutes. We are going to read all the versions. Jesus says, sin will take you where? 
So he says, what will make you sin? Cut it off. So you either cut it off or you are destined for hell. No two ways about it. It's not a beginnable factor. Cut it or go to hell. Don't begin. Don't listen to those fools. I call them fools. Because they are of the devil. And God's way says the devil is a fool. Don't listen to them. And I found out one thing. I found out one great thing. The devil preaches this message to very nice people. People who preach this message, they are all rich. Poor people do not preach this message. There is no one poor person preaching this message. No one. They are all rich. So you learn to say, You listen to the name, you listen, you look at his appearance, his demeanor, his wealth, say, ah, that can be true. If not so, then you wouldn't have been rich because we only think about the gospel and riches. The only thing we think the gospel does is to make you rich. No, the gospel anoints you. And the anointing makes you rich. Did I speak to somebody? The gospel anoints you. And the anointing makes you rich. But don't forget that money belongs to Mammoth. Money does not belong to God. Silver and gold belongs to God. Money belongs to Mammoth. So when Mammoth see that these people are doing my will, he release money to them at will. Money does not belong to God. God did not create money. And Jesus made it right. Says, what belongs to Caesar, give it to Caesar. Because that currency was created by Caesar, not by God. God did not create Ghana, Ghana City. It was created by Bank of Ghana. Don't make a mistake. Don't sell your dignity as a son to money. Let money sell its dignity as a son of mammoth to you. You cannot be anointed and be poor. It's not possible. But you can be rich and not be anointed. Don't, never get these things wrong. I am both, so I understand. One takes you to the other. Never mistaking your identity. Am I speaking to somebody? This is not a message for the day. We are laying a foundation. I want to balance the message from the beginning because when we take the speed, we can run. Next verse. Hallelujah. He says, And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled 
than with two hands to go to hell. And let's wait for the. I want to turn this scripture. So many verses. Let's see what the word of God says. It amazes me. What what is at stake for us? Praise God. Wasem ye made him. Wasem ye made him. Iradie. Wasem ye made him. Come on, sing it if you believe it. Wasem ye. I am Wasem ye. Oh, yeah. 
I'm talking about the hands of the anointed. I'm talking, you know why this scripture is too important for this message? If your hand is not anointed, cut it off. Let Jesus give you the anointed one. Are you hearing me? If your hands is not anointed, this morning we've got to cut it off. And Jesus will fix it. You know, he made a man whose sense was worth it. And he looked at the man and said, receive. And the man said, that's what's going to happen to you. It's called a life of a transformation. No. Tell yourself, put your hand here and say, devil, I am not yours. I am not in your chambers. I am outside your chambers. I am above sin. I'm above death, for I have passed from death to life. Shout hallelujah. Woo! He says, and if the and and if thy hand offend thee, so hear me, hear me. The hand that causes you to stain is an offender to yourself. Oh, I, I want to talk to somebody this morning. What causes you to sin? It's an offender to yourself. If it is your mouth, your mouth is an offender. If it is your hand, your hand is an offender. If it is your legs, your legs are offenders. I won't talk about other things. Brother, if it is your nose, your nose is an offender. Cut it off. It can be your nose. Maybe your nose, when your nose smells some things, your nose will follow. You, you, know, you know those who smoke weed? When they hear the smell, it can be your nose. Cut it off. Whatever causes you to sin, it's an offender to your life. What do you do? Cut it off. And there's one great thing. The moment you cut it off, Jesus, you place it with the anointed body parts. Amazing. Jesus will not cut it off for you. Maybe you are waiting for Christ to cut it off. Christ will not cut it off for you. Any part of your body that's not anointed is dead. Cut it off. Let Christ replace it with the anointed. Now, let's, let, let's keep rolling. He says, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. It's not your portion. Don't look at that side. Say, it does not belong to me. We will cut it off. 
What do you do? Cut it off. No more delays. If you do not cut it off, you will go begging the devil, release what is mine for me. When you cut it off, you command. If you have not cut it off and you are staying in your bedroom, your living room, your office, in the prayer room, commanding, you are, you are issuing a command that makes the devil angry to punish you. And I've seen one great punishment of the devil. Pastor, when you are within the devil's camp and he wants to punish you, he doesn't, he doesn't maim you. What he does is he gives you more things to sin more. The more you sin more, the more the wrath of God is increased upon you. Simple. He doesn't need to do more. NIV. Verse 43, NIV says, If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter maim than with two hands and go to hell, where the fire never goes out. One thing you must register, yes, Jesus says sin will take you where? To hell. There is no middle ground. There is hell and heaven. There is no me. No middle ground. Choose one. One is a sinless life. One is a sinful life. Make a choice. Amplified. Let's take last from Amplified. And you read the rest of the verses. I will end it here. It is fine. Amplify kindly. NLT. Wow. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better to enter eternal life. That's the life he's talking about. With only one hand than to go into the unquenchable fires of hell. With two hands. Amplify for us, brother. One, two, go. One word. Stumbling block. Sins are stumbling block to your progress in Christ, not in the world. Now, let me make a differentiation. Progress in the world is having material inputs. The fact that you sin doesn't mean you will not get more money. How, how, how many people are richer than Koku Bonsam? No, let me put it well. How many pastors are richer than Koku Bonsam? He's rich. Serving the devil. Very rich. Selling, selling the things of the devil. So the fact that you have money doesn't mean you are holy. Or you are a candidate for heaven. Are you richer than the prince of Saudi Arabia? Who doesn't know God? Are you richer than him? Who doesn't know Christ? Are you richer than him? So your riches doesn't spell a life of grace. It spells a life of the world. You, you can't change it. I always tell you that there are preachers and there are people who are saints. 
when you are listening to them you, you you have to listen to them separately the fact that you've built mansions the fact that you have a range over let me speak to us of mommy us of mommy your range over doesn't mean you are a candidate for heaven your range over which one again your lessons it doesn't mean you are a candidate for heaven what means you are a candidate for heaven is how well god has anointed your hair to your foot the difference must be spelled clear my nice jacket doesn't mean i'm a candidate for heaven the good messages i preach doesn't mean i'm a candidate for heaven what means i'm a candidate for heaven is that my spirit is purified and identified by christ we must get it clear clear these are the words of christ not the words of calvin this is not Benny him speaking christ says if you do not cut it off you end up well in hell and he says that thing is a stumbling block he says and if your hand puts a stumbling block causes you to sin cut it off it is more profitable so your profit is in cutting it off and not holding on to it those of you who rejoice in sin i was once two weeks ago i was talking to pastors at home i said look when we go to heaven you and i will be i, I pointed it to pastor him i said we will have judgment for this thing because there's a young lady in church we all know he comes to church walking with the boyfriend they slept in the same room come to church every sunday we see them we have talked 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 talk. they won't stop and we have stopped talking and they are still doing it and they are they are our children I will be judged for it. For a sin I didn't commit. You are shocked. I will be judged for it. I wonder what will happen to those pastors who, 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 who sit with... Uh, let's leave it there. You know? So what do we do? Where are the fellowship leaders? See, don't, don't sit and look at things happening in your fellowship that will lead the young man son to hell and say, it is not me. You will be judged for it. Now, God is going to judge you on something called motive judgment. What was your motive for not telling her? What was your motive for not telling him? Is it because you want him to go to hell? So God is going to judge you on that. So, you see, some pastors will go to hell for not, what they, for not because of what they did. These things are serious. And the literal man, the man of the letter will not know this. It's, 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 there are things come for a man of the spirit like you. And when you hear it, you are supposed to live likewise say my life is progressing so i'm going to heaven a progress life is not an identity of heaven a sustained life is an identity of heaven and life is not in the natural it's in the spiritual eternal life is not the natural life of 6 a.m to 6 p.m eternal life has no day has no night it is timeless 
Am I talking to somebody? Back to ESV. Let's 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 flow some few scriptures. 40, 40, 44. He says, and if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better you enter the life crippled than to enter hell with, with two hands. Next verse, quickly, 45. He says, and if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better you enter lame than with two feet to, to be thrown into hell. Next verse, 47. Quickly, 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 let's keep moving. Next verse. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it off. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two hands thrown into hell. Next verse. Where their worms does not die. And the fire is... This is Jesus. Talking about hell. And giving the qualification for hell. The qualification for hell is what? Sin. The qualification for heaven is holiness. On that day you will see whether a man call something. They say I'm walking in grace. That their grace. The reason why I don't use those terms. Grace is actually Grace is actually a function of holiness. God, when God influences holy power, his holy influence, now grant grace. Sins does not grant grace. For the law came through Moses. The law is sin. John 1, 17. The law came through Moses. The law is what? Sin. But grace came, uh, grace came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. John 1, 17. So grace, grace moves with an attachment. That attachment is called truth. So grace itself is a personality. His name is who? Jesus. So you ask yourself, he that introduced grace, is he walking in sin? The answer is the answer is, I can't hear you. The answer is, if the one who introduced grace is not working in sin, how can you partake in grace with sin? Hallelujah. Very simple. You don't need... you. This one, you don't need scriptures to understand. You don't need calculation. You pick, you pick what is written. They call it the Bible, and it is written, Holy Bible. So if you want to follow the Holy Bible, you have to be simple. Simple. But here Jesus is splitting it for us. Sin and go to hell. This is Jesus. Open your scriptures. Open to that same verse. And see whether it is written in red. Or blue or black. Go there. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Mark 9, 42, 43, 44. Running up to 50. Where did I get to? I got to 48. Am I permitted to add the last two verses? 
verse 49. 49. 49 says, For everyone who will be sorted with fire. 50. Sort is good, but if their sort has lost its saltiness, what's Jesus, what's Jesus talking about? To live is good. But when you, leave, when you lose your life, the saltiness of a man is your life. Life can only be lost once and to hell. If you are born again, this is your song. If you are not born again, keep quiet. Watch your neighbor. If he's not singing, you know he's not born again. Sing it for me, cry.
away from the world. You don't look back. And God set an example for us. Way back in the book of Genesis, he said, he said unto Lot, tell them nobody turns back. For when you turn back, you become like a salt, a pillar which cannot be moved. So when you walk away, you don't turn back. You keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. There is no wall before you that cannot be broken. No. The father you are seeing the wall that means the wall is standing. It's a sight. The wall is standing because you've not gotten close. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep going. Keep moving. As you are getting closer, close your eyes. Don't see the wall. Close your eyes in your spirit. See that it's an empty space. And keep going. Keep going. 
by the time you, you realize you have, the wall is behind you, you have walked through the wall without feeling the pinch of the wall. Keep going, brother. Keep going. Keep going. Don't look back. Keep going. You are anointed. Keep going. Keep going. There are no walls. No. Are you seeing a mountain that you cannot see behind what is behind the mountain? That's not a mountain. It's a shadow. You are the type. That's a shadow. Walk straight to the mountain. Brother, I tell you, you will not climb the mountain. You will be behind the mountain. Don't, don't see the mountain. See the promise. You are greater than what you see. You are bigger than what you see. Is God your father? Is God your father? Is God your father? You are greater than what people say. If your father is greater than what people say, then you are greater than what people say. You are greater than what... Come on, sing it out. Sing it out. You are greater than what people say. Jehovah, you are what? You are good. Brother, you are bigger. You are greater, I'm telling you. rivers and send him straight into a city have you forgotten have you forgotten the way was too long it might look far but God will bring you close it might look undoable but God will do it 
All you need to do is to have it in your spirit. And you meditate as you pray. He's never failed you yet. There's one thing that, that I, do I do everywhere that I go. Jesus Christ has never failed me. Yet. He's never failed me. He's never failed me. Yet. He will never fail you. There's one thing that I know for sure. Everywhere that I go, making an attempt to fail himself you are clothed with Christ is somebody in the house you are clothed with Christ it is no longer you who live but Christ who lives in you how can he fail himself look at your neighbor and say sin will fail them but you are clothed with Christ see the biggest failure is alive in the unquenchable fire there's one thing that I know everywhere Can we be seated? Acts chapter 1, verse number 4. The hands of the anointed. Acts chapter 1, verse number 4. Are there believers in this house? Are there sons of God in this house? Tell yourself, I reign. Hallelujah. And while staying with them, Jesus ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. Now, he told them in John 7, 39, that the promised spirit will come upon them. Let's, let's move on, verse 5. I love the verse 5. It says, for John baptized with water. John preached repentance. John ordained repentance. But I, Jesus Christ, what did he come with? The Holy Ghost says, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not in many, not in many, not in many. Now hear this. Jesus said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not with the Spirit. Can I talk with somebody? With the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost 
The Holy Spirit comes to take charge of your spirit, meaning your spirit that controls your life is now imbibed with holiness. Let me pinch somebody a little bit. In the act of your sins, know that it's not under the control of the Holy Ghost. No, wait. Let's go. Let me take you somewhere. Let's go to the book of Acts. Chapter 16. Let me begin from verse 1. I'm landing on verse 7. Verse 7 is what I want. Paul came also to Debbie and Lestra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. Next verse, quickly, I'm running through to verse 7. He was well spoken of by the brother of Lestra. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and, and circumcised him because of the Jew, because the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. Next verse. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decision that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. Next verse. So the church were strengthened in faith and they increased in, in numbers daily. Verse 6. And, and, and they went through the regions of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak to Asia. Watch this. The Holy Spirit prevented them from speaking to Asia. Next verse. Next verse. And when they had come up to Messiah, they attempted to go into Bethany, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Watch this. When you are imbibed with the Holy Ghost, He will not allow you to sin. He will not lead you to sin. When you get into sin, know that you went on your own. You went on your own. They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They that are led outside the Spirit of God, they are the sons of Simple. You, you didn't do it by the leading of the Spirit. Don't happy yourself. The Spirit of God will prevent you. The Spirit of God will disallow you. So when you are allowed or not prevented, know that you did it on your own. What do you do, need to do? You need to backtrack. Back to where you were. Back to the Holy Ghost. If you move on with that speed, you are moving to hell. That's not for you. That is not yours. So Jesus said, you shall receive the Holy Spirit not many days from now. For John baptized with water, but you shall receive the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now he moves on. In verse 8, he makes it so clear. Verse number 8. He makes it so clear. As 1 verse 8. He says, and ye shall receive power, not powder. Glory to God. 
Jesus says you shall receive what? Power, not powder. Where are the women? Let every woman stand up. Every woman in church, please, quickly. I'm speaking to you, women. Don't, glory, don't glory yourself in powder. Glory yourself in power. Don't, don't glory yourself in... You, you know, you use your power for... Your powder for facials and good looks. It's, it's good. But don't glory yourself in it. Glory yourself in what? Power. Women sit, men up. Let me speak to the men. Let me speak to the men. Men, you use your powder mostly for shaving. And there's somewhere we use powder that we cannot pronounce. But hear me. Don't glory yourself in powder. Glory yourself in power. Not ordinary power, but the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, men, men, I, I need to talk to you. See, brother, when you come out of school, don't glory yourself in money power. Some of you, you are bosses at home because you, have, you are the one with the money. So you walk by the power of the money. And Don't feed them. God will feed them. Don't, don't glory yourself in money power. Glory yourself in the power of the Holy Ghost. You, you, I know after this message, some men will not like Kelvin, but that's fine. You, you, you go to the, you go to the, 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 uh, where we sell cars, and you buy yourself, you buy yourself uh, an SG. Uh, SJ is what? Uh, a Jaguar SJ for yourself. And you buy a Jaguar SF for your wife. You are a mistake. I, I won't even use two brands. You are a mistake. But what we see here is Jaguar SJ for the man and then uh, Hyundai Kia I-10 for the woman. You are a mistake. You are a mistake. Always remember one thing, man. Hear this from me. There is an act. There is an act where the woman holds the power. And that act happens only between you and the woman. Only the two of you there. In that act, you are aging on that act to come. But the woman can prevent you from coming. So know that you are not a boss over the woman. You are a partner in life. See the woman as yourself. Don't see the woman outside yourself. Because if you are a true believer and you understand God's word, the woman was taken from you. So the woman is the only person who makes you see whom you are. Don't clap, woman. Treat your woman as yourself. Or 
if you want to do it best, treat your woman better than yourself. You know, when you were courting with the woman, you buy the woman expensive things than yourself. When you married, you change the scope. And women, hear me. Don't sit back for the men to work and feed you. Work! Work! You know why I'm telling you to work? Because in the Garden of Eden, hear this very well, in the Garden of Eden, Adam did not work to feed Eve, but Eve worked to feed Adam. You never saw Adam feeding Eve, but Eve brought the fruit. The moment one partner refuses to work, the other partner dominates illegally. Because Eve dominated in that circumstance illegally. And after, after everything, after everything, Adam went to accuse God. God, I didn't do anything. It was given to me by the woman you gave to me. Women work. Men be loving. Amen. Can we be seated? Praise God. Can I move on? Can I move on? Can I level this? Would you want me to level this? Galatians chapter 3, verse number 25, 26, 27, makes it clear. There is no longer a woman in Christ. Neither there is a man in Christ. There are only who? Sons. The woman has received the Holy Ghost. The man has received the Holy Ghost. None of us is limited. Look at your gorgeous self and say, I am not limited. Oh, you don't believe what you are saying. Oh, I want to hear you louder. You are not limited. So, you know, some women have made their main limitation on their lives. Don't make your man a limitation. Respect him. Love him. Last week I told my wife something. I said, I'm learning to respect you. Because I've cultured myself. The word of God says, love it. So I've been loving you. But I found out that love breeds respect. Man, respect your wife and love him. Love her. Once you respect and love her, the same will be done. It's reciprocal. Disrespect her, expect disrespect. Cheat on her, expect cheating. What do you know? What do you know? What do you know? What do you know? What do you What does the word of God say? Do unto others. So whenever you go swinging on a seesaw, know that your wife is also swinging on a sea. Very simple. In the end, God will judge us all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Eradie was sent 
He says, you shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And on the day of your salvation, he came. The Holy Ghost came. So you have received power, not powder. Let the body of your face not express, but let the body of your spirit express. You have received it. Brother, you are not yet to receive it. You have received it. It's in your possession. There's one scripture that I love so much. He says, for God so loved the world. John 3, 16. So he gave unto us. To express his love, he gave unto us. He did not hold it from us. He gave unto us. He is not yet to give unto us. He has given unto us. So we are the possessors of God's word. You are the possessor of Christ. He is a gift. Praise God. Let's keep moving. Acts chapter 2, verse number 33. Acts chapter 2, verse number 33. He says, Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourself are seeing and hearing. They thought Peter and the rest were drunk. And Peter said, no, this is what Jesus said. This is the promise. He has poured the Holy Ghost upon us. And the evidence that he has poured it is what you are seeing and hearing. What are men seeing about you? What are people hearing from your lips, your mouth? What's, what's, what's your tongue professing? The hand of the anointed causes a change. The mouth of the anointed causes a change. The voice of the anointed causes a change. What change is your voice causing? What change is your hand causing? What change is your eye causing? A devil cannot look into my eye and go scot free. It's not possible. What change? What change? What did Jesus say? What's the message of this, this, this ministry? Mark 16, verse number 16. Jesus said something. Concerning you, when you receive, Jesus said it. Concerning you, when you are anointed, Jesus said it. Concerning you, when the Holy Ghost comes upon your life. He says, and he said to them, verse 16. Verse 16. Whosoever believes is baptized and will be saved. The Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost says, you shall, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And that baptism came to a salvation. Now watch this. He says, and you will be saved. The moment the Holy Ghost came upon you, you were saved. You are not yet to be saved. Now, what is the expression of he who has been saved? What's your expression? Is divine. Verse 17. Is divine. 
verse number 17 says, and these signs, the expression of the one who is saved is full of signs. <laughs> what signs are you manifesting? You know, the expression of the one who is saved is full of signs. It says, and these signs, not the sign. Watch this. Will accompany them. You don't leave the signs in church. They go with you. Your legs accompany you to wherever you go. So are the signs. Your hands accompany you to wherever you go. So are the signs. Your voice accompany you to wherever you go. So are the signs. If there are no signs in your life, then there are sins in your life. Watch the word sign. S-I-G-N. So what happens? You've taken the word G, the letters G, you've taken it out. And the G is God, the godliness. You've taken it out. And you are walking in sins. So there are two things that can accompany a man. Signs of God or sins of the devil. Says, and these signs shall accompany them in my name. They shall cast out in my name. If you can cast a demon, then what is the weight of a mountain? If you can cast a demon, then brother, tell me what is the weight of a mountain? What is the height of a mountain? What is the width of a mountain? If you can cast a demon. But remember, some demons are not casted. They are replaced. I, I need to get you to understand this. Some demons are not casted. They are replaced. Let me give you an example. If you see Obinim telling a demon to come out, he's not calling the demon to come out. He has already placed one in there. A higher one, which we get the smaller one. Are you hearing me? They, they, they don't, they don't, they, you know, Jesus said, how can Satan cast out Satan? It's not possible. So Satan can only replace Satan. Satan cannot cast out Satan. So they call their ministries, so many ministries in Africa, they call them deliverance um, uh, ministries all they do is deliverance so they deliver you from a smaller demon and, and place a bigger demon for you and their voice cannot cast a demon Pastor, come. you are not carrying a demon but you come first they have to touch you what, what did he touch you to do what did he hit you first to do the hand of the demonic anointing. Transfer a demon. But pastor, when I touch you, it's full of the anointing. Transfers a demon. And then he tells a smaller demon, have you seen a bigger one has come? So, pastor, maybe you go there with headache. They take the headache and give you HIV. So you realize the headache is gone and you are testifying. 
Mommy, why? Mommy, why? When I was coming for 42 years, I've had a headache. Every time my head is aching. Oh, but when the man of God touched me, when I drink the water, when I touch the oil, when I place the handkerchief here, then the headache is gone. Get home two weeks later. He's feeling nausea. He's feeling this. He's feeling that. Goes to the hospital. They test. He say you are HIV positive. Hey. What would he do? He has to run back to that same place. Now they will take the HIV and give you hepatitis A, B, C, D to Z. Pastor, sit down. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great business they are running. But the anointed works differently. The anointed one, you work differently. See, there are circumstances about you, you didn't know, you didn't speak, you didn't say anything, you didn't pray. But they came and they were rejected. They came and they were rejected. Many people got healed through the ministry of Peter and Peter didn't know that they were healed. Because they never approached him to tell him about the sickness. He said, and the people came out and laid the sick by the roadside. That even as Peter passes, if his shadow falls on them. Peter didn't know that that is why they've, they've placed the people there. He kept on going. And the mountains were moving. He kept on going. The sicknesses were disappearing. He kept on going. The demons were running away. He kept on going. The blind was seeing. He kept on going. The deaf was hearing. He kept on going. The damp was speaking. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the shadow of the anointed. The shadow. You know, the shadow cast an image. So even your image. Because it's a change. Brother, don't joke with the anointing upon your life. When you wake up and you pray and you know the trickles of the anointing. Go back again. Go back. There must be fire burning in your members. Real fire, the fire of God. Burning in your members. Burning! What did Jesus say? Come on, bring the scripture back. He says, they will speak in a new tongue. They will speak in a new language. A connectivity to God, direct antenna to God. This is not 4G. This is 1 trillion G. Because the distance from here to God as perceived by men is, is, is that long. But I tell you, the distance from your lips to the throne room is one millisecond far. Because he lives in you. He lives in you. I love the, the next verse. I love it. Next verse. He says, next verse. And they will pick the devil 
Let me say it well that you understand. If you do not understand, come on, let, let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, and come back here that you understand what we are talking about. Maybe you've studied this scripture over and over, you do not know what it represents. It says, now the serpent was more crafty. Who was he talking about? The devil. He represented the devil with the serpent. Now, let's go back to the book of Mark. Quickly. Same scripture, chapter 16, I think we are at verse 18. Quickly, quickly, Mark 16, 18. He says, and you will pick up serpents. So now he's talking about the devil and all his demons. We don't go and look for serpents and pick them to play with. No. He says, and you will pick serpents with, with your hands. Come on, check your scriptures. Let's go together. All impossibilities are broken this morning. Let's go. He says, they will pick up serpents with their hands. And they will drink any deadly poison. You will pick the devil. Play with him. So the devil is now your ampe. No, pastor, do you play ludu? Thank you, pastor. Do you play ludu? What, what we used to, is called the dice. The devil is your dice. Six miludu, five miludu, four miludu, three miludu. One time I was, I, my wife went and bought ludu and said, let's play ludu. Five minutes, I won't play again. You know, she's looking at going home. I'm looking at kicking her everywhere. That's how you will kick the devil. He, he, the devil is not a master. He's a servant. He can never be a master. What power has he? The master himself says, you will pick him with your hand. Hold it. Hold it. Everybody hold it. Breathe in. Out. Again. Out. For the last time, breathe in. Out. How can you pick something you fear with your hand? You are not catching up. How can you pick something you fear with your hand? So what, what Jesus meant is that fear the devil not. Fear him not. And he says, you shall drink deadly poison. What's, what poison is he talking about? Poison like messages from the devil. Like this carved message of grace. They are poisonous. And they are very attractive. Why are they attractive? They, they mandate you to sin. The message of grace just encourages you to sin freely. Free zone. There are no laws there. But Jesus says, once you have the Holy Ghost, these messages will not and cannot penetrate you. Their poison will remain poisonless. Scripture. He says, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick. 
they will lay. Pick up your hand, the one you use most, and say, I lay my hands on every sick situation, sick being, sick business, sick family, sick existence, and they are healed. Hallelujah. 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 Eh? Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Eh? It's a sign of victory. It's a sign of victory. Come on, give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Hallelujah. Eh? Hiya. Hallelujah. Oh. Your hand is a sign of victory. of rejoice Hallelujah, eh. Hallelujah, oh. Hallelujah, oh. Hallelujah, eh. Hallelujah, Your hands are signs of victory. Hallelujah, eh. Hallelujah, eh. Hallelujah, oh. Hallelujah, oh. Let us shout. Let us shout. Of rejoicing, fill this house. He has done for me. He has done for me. What what no man has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is the shout of victory. Is the shout for victory. Shout. Let there be a shout of victory. What no man has done. What no man has done. Let us shout. Let us shout. Of rejoice and fill Can we shout for rejoice? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Oh. The next shout will shout with a jump. Oh, it's a shout of it. One more time, one more time. We are victorious over sin. Victorious over the devil. Victorious over the world. He has done for me. He has done for me. What no man has done. What no man has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a shout. He has done for me. He has done for me. What no man has done. What no man has done. Let us shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I hear a shout of victory? A shout of victory. A shout of victory. A shout of victory. A shout of victory. Hallelujah. Hear me. We are going to shout one more time. Brother, hear me. We are victorious over sin. How many of us are victorious over sin? How many of us? Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I am victorious over sin. Victorious over death. Victorious over life. Victorious over the world. Let a victorious man shout for victory. Shout for victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dance like you are victorious. It's a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
and shout. For he has done for me. He has done for me. What no man has done. What no man has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is the shout of victory. Is the shout of victory. He has done for me. He has done for me. What no man has done. What no man has done. Let us shout. Let them shout. Hallelujah! Whoa! Whoa! We are victorious and anointed. Hallelujah! Praise God! Whenever you lift your hands, whenever you lift your voice, the power of God will stream forth. Know from this day that your voice is not ordinary. Your hands are not ordinary. Your hair is not ordinary. Your eyes are not ordinary. Your nose is not ordinary. Your teeth, your ligaments, your blood, yourself, your soul, your spirit, your body. Nothing about you is ordinary. You are special and anointed. You are ordained for greatness. You are ordained for life. Somebody shout and say, I'm victorious. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. We know you've been blessed. You can fellowship with Zoe Outreach Embassy in any of our branches. For further inquiries, kindly call plus 233 54 54 11994.